This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Hi! <laughs> My name is Olivia <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> but you can call me Liv. Liv. <laughs> I think that's your new thing, Liv. I think your new thing is that, like, whatever happens, you can't nail your actual name. You just can't get it right. It was worse than when I didn't say anything. (laughs) And we're going to leave the pause in from the previous episode as well, so don't you worry. We're not going to edit out. We have to. We have to leave it in. And (laughs) Jeremy Cobb, but Navarre from the Secret Nerd podcast calls me Jemmy from the Cobb. Which took me a second to get, but then when I, I was like, oh, Jenny, Jemmy from the Cobb. Oh, it's a Jenny from the Block oh, reference. Oh, mm-hmm. immediately on that. I was like, yeah. yeah, it's a good Ashanti reference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Halflings, uh, you, you may have already uh, heard that we have someone else with us today. She is the star of the D20 show playing Sam Nightingale and is the DM for Fast Times D&D. Persephone, welcome to Three Black Halflings. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm Persephone Valentine. I like big dicks and makeup. What's good? (gasps) As many many dildos being waved in the air in the crowd. Um, All the dildos. Somebody keeps hitting me in the head. Please stop. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) Silicone is heavy. Can't handle the rotating dildo copter. Why am I here? Why am I here? Just a bunch of dick-shaped vuvuzuelas. Just oh no! Why have to bring the, the vuvuzuelas into this? Practice blowing. Honestly, honestly, I, I am so fine with dildos, but I draw the line of vuvuzuelas. Those things do my head in. Really? They're so annoying. They ruin every sporting event ever. When you blow on a dick-shaped vuvuzela, mm-hmm. it just it makes the sound of the last person, last male person you fucked that came. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be that. I was like, oh, I know where this yeah. is going. And oh, That's, God. As I'm you started talking, I was like, mm, yeah. let's see where this, this is going. Is. This is what it's going to be. It's a magic item. I'll be posting that to DM skill shortly. Uh, rare. Rare. Uh, yeah, it's just no, a little yeah. bit above uh, uncommon. I would say legendary, but, you know. And then I tried to shoot Kevin Costner. This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. Full prince vibe. Woof. <laughs> this makes them even more black. It does have an alligator with a pistol in it, though. A brand new yeah. On a nat 20. No! My name is Blam Jam. That's disgusting and I love it. <laughs> We're about to get into something real big now. Uh, welcome to Three Black Halflings. So, so excited to have you on. Uh, we've been uh, huge fans of yours. As I mean, who isn't huge fans of yours at this point? Uh, you've been crushing it for such a long time. So thank you thank you so much for coming, uh, coming on. And we always have to start in the same place with all of our guests, because mm-hmm. the one thing that everyone wants to know is, what is your nerdy origin story? When did you first start oh, getting my. into the nerdy stuff? 
Oh, Lord. Um, I started playing video games when I was three or four because oh. my mom found out that was one of the few things that could hold my attention. I have very I have I've been diagnosed with ADHD since I was two years old. Oh. I've been on medication for it off and on since mm-hmm. then. No word of a lie. And my mom found out very quickly that the two things I could hold my attention were video games and books. So those were what were thrown at my head. <laughs> I, I vibe with that so hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah Much like the yeah, dildos yeah. are now. The book. Lot, I feel like a lot of people have that origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with uh, tabletop games technically when I was 14, but I didn't actually start playing regularly until I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually only started DMing three years ago as of like... A week ago. Wow. So. Congratulations Whoa. on your three-year DMing anniversary. Yeah. Thank your, you. Your anniversary I, is yeah. just before mine. Mm. Mine's oh, like great. Mine's like right in February, I think. Because I started, I, I think the second week, the week I started DMing was like the week before I met Jasper, yep. which yeah. I think was like right in February. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> that means that it's probably about three years since I started playing. Wow. Look at all these wow. anniversaries. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. I love yeah. this. I don't um, think I have an anniversary. Uh, anniversary of uh, uh, no, I was going to be like moved to Brighton. No, that was like six months ago. Don't worry about it. I got nothing. <laughs> we got, we got nothing. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's fine. Listen, with the amount of people that have been finding like the tabletop space in like the pandemic alone, mm. like mm. people have gone from oh, I'll run a game to hi, I'm an online superstar in this community space. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yep. it's just one of those things that like people get drawn into mm. and I can't blame them because we're all the same way we all get obsessed in that way I kind of feel like it, it feels a bit like uh, you know when you see an, uh, a video of like a dog kind of like trying to dip their toe in like the in a swimming pool you know they're kind of like just paddling a little bit and then they slip and fall all the way in oh. like that's kind of what it feels <laughs> like when getting into like any TTRPG or like streaming or podcasting or whatever it's like oh this looks like it'll be oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's absolutely and before it. you know it you're drowning in words <laughs> <laughs> You're drowning. We've all been dog paddling ever since. Yeah. Just yeah, <laughs> trying to navigate our way around this pool. Um, but that does actually bring us on because uh, I'd love to. Where, what was the transition then from you? Because I think it's always quite a fascinating conversation uh, for me. Is that what was the thing that made you go like, oh, I really love these like nerdy spaces and and interacting with all this stuff. What was the thing of like, I want to take this out into like a public space. I want to like you know get a community or meet the community and and interact with them. What was that for you? So, um, so I started running games, um, after the first season, first or, okay, it was between the first and second season of Dimension 20, because Dimension Mm -hmm. 20 is what Mm -hmm. convinced me to start running games along with NADPOD, um, because before that I was like, we twins. Can... Really? Oh, you, you and me are twins. Yeah, we're absolutely twins. This is I awesome. Literally, exact same. Like I started playing right around the time that I first saw Fantasy High, and Amazing. then I started listening to NadPod the week I started DMing. You like, know what? Gateway drug. The both yeah. of them. Yeah. Just, you know. Terrible. You're you're drug dealers, Brennan and Murph. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you're under arrest. Um, you will be tried tried in a court of law. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I thought for years that I wouldn't be good at storytelling because, like, I'm a writer. Like, I write a lot. Um, But, like, I always thought that I would suffer in a performance aspect with it. And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to run a game. 
So I started running a game for my friends, which they adored. And then a few other of my friends were told by them about the awesome game that they were in. And they were like, can we play something? And then I started running another game, which was actually with the same people who are in the um, podcast, my podcast, Fast Times with d i with the exception of one um, my friend Peter, who had to bail because he has two twin children and oh, did not handle a podcast. I just um, want to double so check. You say two sets of twins or just <laughs> just twins? Just like twins. Just, okay, just okay. Tw- okay oh. For a second, <laughs> you said two. Yeah, no, that like, would be oh, that would be a lot. Man, that getting lot. that second ultrasound, I think I'd have passed out. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. twins yeah. again, yeah. sir. There was one set of twins one like initially. Set of twins. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and then the other just popped out. Yeah. It was actually like a miracle birth. It was like three months later. No one understands the <laughs> myth of science. It just happened. It just happened. But yeah, and like. The transition came very quickly because um, one of the players had already built a following based on TTRPGs and was like, this is the greatest game I've ever been in. We need to do something online. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. I'll do it. Because at first I was like, I'll never run something online. I just want to start running for friends. Um, And then I started running three long-term campaigns. I'm like, yeah, I guess I want to do this professionally. And uh, I remember like just it it's like a, it's like a gradual thing it's like oh i'll run this game oh, i'll run the second game oh, i'll run this third game oh wait i want to run this online i'll start a podcast and whenever you're like i'll start a podcast everyone around just looks like Ew, another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Audible eye rolling. Yeah, yeah. Just audible, you can Actual. hear the eyes sliding back. Do you find yourself yeah. doing the thing where you have to be like, no, 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 like it's a legitimate podcast. Like people do actually listen. Like I, I promise, it's, it is. I didn't bother because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it anyway yeah. because I don't care. Yeah, I built my life on basically being like, I might not be good at this thing, but fuck it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's so, I don't know if that's arrogance or just being obnoxious, but that's no. I think it's just, it's just it. wanting to be a storyteller, and wanting to play and have like and 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 live in that. F- like if you are a storyteller, then you live in fun, right? You live in like mm-hmm. what is the 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 next thing that I can do that I can create. And like I'm I'm exactly the same as you. Like the amount of times people have been like, "Can you do this?" And I'm like. Pfft. I give it a go. <laughs> like I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I, I will openly admit that I am not very good at anything. Like anything. <laughs> it is like that, I, I was, there is not one thing that I can openly say. I somehow doubt that. No, yeah, I'm being but... really serious. I'm being really serious. I, I've, I've committed like, like there are many games right which I have played for like hundreds of hours, and I'm still not very good at those games. But I don't care. I'm having a great time, and I think I would say that it's it's a That's noble. That's me thing. streaming on Twitch, honestly. <laughs> right? But like, it's like, but it, if you enjoy it and if you feel like you're getting something out of it, then like, who's to quantify it by saying like, oh, how good is that? Do you know what I mean? Like, how how good mm-hmm. is that thing? Um, Absolutely. There's so. also something to be said for just trying something mm. to try it and knowing that you're probably not going to be all that good at it at first. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to stay at that level. How like, like uh, there are, I think, very few people who start out in any pursuit are all that good when they start. Like, maybe they may start at, like, different levels. But... You, you, if you, especially with something like DMing, if you do it enough and you put in the effort and you get the practice and you listen to your players and also it really helps in this age that, to watch other DMs Definitely. who have done mm-hmm. this for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's very easy to get a lot better in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a very good attitude to have. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of people start that way. Yeah. Uh, I start. There's I mean, I start the same way. 
fuck it. Mm, I'm going to do it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, I've definitely exactly. gotten like a little bit better since I started DMing. You know, I no longer just hyperventilate and start apologizing to my players when I'm, when we're playing. So that's pretty good. We've all been through that phase. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry, I only cry two times per session now. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I break, had like one to two breakdowns. Uh, we, now they're lined up well with the beginning and end of the session. Amazing. I have it all, you know, it's all real it's smooth. All, it's, all, it's all there. It's all on lock. It's all on lock. I love that. I love that so much. Um, but it's, it, I don't know. It's quite a unique transition, I think, I've I've found going from home games to then, like, doing it in front of... Or, like, knowing that there is a curate... Like, there's an audience and therefore, like, some element of what you do is going to be, like, curated and everything. And I will just take this moment now to plug Fast Times in uh, D&D High because it, mm. like... I Genuinely, I'll admit, I started listening today. I was like, I want to I wanna go and check... And I was hooked. I listened to, like, three episodes today. I... I really really cool i love i absolutely love the energy and oh my halflings go Mm -hmm. and check this show out for the artwork alone our artist our artist is incredible wow wow so good just so so good Emery is like one of the most talented people on the planet. Yeah Um, that's like that's some book quality art like oh yeah so good fun fact um, when they were, they were still in college when we started, um, Fast Times. Like, yeah. Whoa. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they just graduated, I think, last year. And, like, just, I can't believe that we had the honor of working with Emery. Because Emery, Emery's gonna blow up. Like, has to blow up. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. Just one of the most. Just gonna write people. down contact Emery now yeah. yes. before it's too late. <laughs> we have um, on the website. I think we have their socials cool. and credit. Amazing. So if you want to reach out, absolutely give Emery work, please. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know if their commissions are open right now, but absolutely give Emery work. <laughs> they yeah. this might be too Everything. busy already, but you know, please. <laughs> Emery deserves the world. Um, the artwork we got for the game is just incredible. Mm. Like I, um, I lucked out because um, Elise, one of them. Um, the one who plays Hudson on um, my podcast actually knew them and hooked this up, and it was very oh. amazing. Uh, amazing. So did did you all have uh, theater backgrounds? Because one thing yes. that I've noticed, okay, <laughs> I was going to say, because that seems to be a consistent theme among D&D podcasts is everybody's like, I used to be a theater kid. Oh. Like, everybody. It's actually very funny. Uh, there was no used to be at the time. Um, like, uh, Caro who plays Ollie is actually one of the most accomplished human beings I've ever met. Um, was uh, So a lot of us come from a LARP background and an interactive theater background. Caro actually ran a nonprofit theater company that ran events for charity oh, cool. um, that were interactive theater events around the Boston area that me, Elise, and um, Ren, the entire cast, were a part of. Um, we, like did that all the way up until the pandemic. And then even during the pandemic, there were like online shows that I wasn't involved with because I was too busy, but like (laughs) there was a lot of things involved. And now Caro is, I can say this now, working for Disney. (laughs) That's the dream. That's the dream right there. Caro is, um, I, I I remember distinctly when I was looking for a third person to join as a player. And I was like, I really want Caro. I don't know if Carol will do it. And then Carol did, and I was like, ah! 
<laughs> yeah. So. Do you play a quality just like fan girl over them every time? Like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I, I was completely like, oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. I appreciate Because I'd never run for Caro before the game. Mm-hmm. So like Yeah, that's always fun getting to run for people that like you know or admire or whatever. It's always a bit of a like, okay, okay. I am in charge. <laughs> Holy crap. Kara's yeah. just um a singularly talented human being. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, much like yourself. And speaking of yourself. Um, <laughs> oh, God, stop. Never stop. <laughs> Never stop. Please, please continue. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> Go um, ahead, Jasper. <laughs> yes, no, no, I will. I will. I absolutely will. Well, one of the, uh, one of the things that uh, we obviously talk a lot about on the show is c- inclusion and diversity and all of those kinds of things. And um, I think it's always interesting when we get um, guests who have all kinds of different backgrounds on the show to talk about their experiences like in the community as well as like interacting with the stuff right because i think that one thing if i've i've realized doing this is like oh i have like a ton of blind spots like there's certain things that i didn't realize would would be like an issue or problematic or whatever and then suddenly you you know you, you start talking to a wide range of diverse people and you're like oh crap there's like so much stuff I missed. Um, and so it's always nice learning, you know, uh, teachable moments as, uh, as our former host would say. So I guess I just, for you, uh, as a black uh, trans woman, like what has been your experience being in this community and, uh, and, uh, how have you, yeah. How have you found it? I guess. Well, moving on, I think that, that, that's, a, that's a pretty, <laughs> sick, that's a pretty yeah. precise I we, answer. I think I, we got every, yeah. everything we needed. We need no, to no, just no, show the video of that moment. Um, so, um, coming from a theater and LARP background, I will say that like it hasn't been as bad as I've expected, but obviously there's tension points and. Mm. Um, like I myself work as a freelance consultant, um, cultural consultant, sensitivity expert. Um, I've done a lot of training on that with colleges, uh, different companies, universities, marketing agencies and stuff like that. So it's really important to me to make sure that there's representation in my games. Mm. Um, but as far as like my interacting with the community, there's, there's always some bullshit when you come into a community that's mainly homogenous and you represent change. Mm -hmm. Um, And like one of the things that I like constantly am is like, I'm something new to the space, like any kind of space that I occupy and always have been either because I'm black and invading and like doing reverse colonization or like trans presence or just general queer presence. Like Mm. it's usually like in the nerd community, it's like you're always breaking some sort of like, well, hello. This shit's so old. Like, of course you're going to break something. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, the thing is that I've, been quoted a few times saying this is like fantasy is stagnant if you don't allow new concepts in and one Mm. of those like the entirety of basically all poc experience in western like based fantasy is new like it's new obviously Mm -hmm. like there's like uh fantasy films and stuff that come out from like china and japan and stuff but those are other homogenous communities that we experience through their lens Mm. but like within the western mindset like anything to do with representing like black people or anything like that is new Mm. um and like i 
think that a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, you saw the backlash from when Wizards, you know, finally um, started talking about, like, um, fixing things that were issues of diversity in, like, mm-hmm. the most recent updates. And, like, people be like, you don't need to do this. Fantasy races do not parallel real race. I'm just like, you mm-hmm. don't know anything about allegory or liter- literature or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember getting into, like, this one person decided to wild off my uh, one of my tweets about it and normally i don't got time for any of that because i stay in my own lane and do my own business mm-hmm. but like i had mm. time that day <laughs> i'm just like well tolkien Sucks to be says, you because i got time today like, <laughs> tolkien's been outdated since the like 80s like get mm-hmm. off your high horse mm-hmm. like obviously this white man doesn't understand modern day takes on race that should have always been the take on race like mm. get gone yeah um like so it's been a mixed path, <laughs> but I'm here mm. to stay. Yes, and absolutely. for the most part, it's been wonderful. Yes. Like, um, and you know, I just um, don't have time for any kind of one's bullshit, and I keep doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's really the end all be all. And that is, and mm. I, I generally think that like the your presence, do you know what I mean, in the space, like you know, anyone's presence who just like you said by being there is is mm. like in enacting of some sort of change. I think is. That mm-hmm. even that as a minimum is so important like outside of like you know just being being excellent at your job do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and doing i'm creating really really good content i think just the, the mere presence i find is something that even that is something i feel like has changed even if the little bit of time you know that we've been doing stuff and we've been active like i feel like the amount of um you know like uh, black faces or uh, you know, POC faces of any kind, you know, or just women in the space. Uh, it's just been, it's been amazing. And I think it's, I'm hoping that it's like, it that it's at least the community itself is changing faster than wizards can, you know, which seems mm-hmm. wild because they're literal wizards. Do you know what I mean? Like click your fingers and yeah. it's done, right? Like that's how, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> you know, with the advent of, you know, like, I mean, like, even Critical Role now has their own independent, like, publishing company. Like, there are so many groups that are making content for different tabletop games, like D&D just being one of them, that are, you know, outpacing them. But, like, it's also, like, the fact that they are changing, too, also shows that things are changing overall. I also feel like we are in this strange transitional period with the tabletop community, where it's, like, it feels like there's been a big explosion like a renaissance of it over the pandemic Mm. but it feels like there's something even bigger on the horizon i mean we have critical role getting their own like tv show wild um Mm -hmm. which is actually really good it is it is i really like that show i thought i'll stick on an episode i know what happens it's so well paced it's beautiful (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but like it feels like we're just like steps away from like Netflix doing an actual play or something. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels like we are on the cusp of something like where this form of entertainment is going to be even more readily accessible and more traditional pathways. And it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Like I definitely mm-hmm. feel it on the horizon. Well, you I, know? You're, you're actually, I know for a fact you're right because um, I work with a number of external producers that come into the BBC we work with. And one of them I know, 
is working on something which is based on D and D. So uh, I can't say any more than that because I will definitely get in trouble if I did. So Please. I won't. Jasper, what is the <laughs> red dot that the just appeared on your forehead? Really hot, <laughs> yeah. Honey. No, no, no. I know I can say that. I can know I can say that much. So it's all good. It's all good. I'll uh, come through BBC. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I also think that like it's really cool to be in the space now as these emerging voices are happening because like. A lot of the people who are figureheads in the community now are BIMPOC, uh, queer, mm. like, and it's like almost impossible. Like, there's no one who's like at a high level who doesn't know like at least one queer, one black, one something or other. Hell yeah. Um, mm. Like, it's, and like the thing is too is that like, it's no longer like obviously critical role has gotten critiques for, you know, it's representation on race and stuff mm. like in like at the time they started where they were just doing like friends or whatever and they weren't as big. Like it's understandable, but mm -hmm. like it's no longer at the point where you can really get away with that and you can't really get away with tokenizing someone either. Mm -hmm. So like mm. seeing where this goes, um, I have a feeling it might be a shit show where it, when it starts, but I have a feeling that like it's going to be something really cool mm. on our mm. you know i think you have hi highlighted something really uh poignant there which is like i remember when we first started this i think from an external perspective it was like i remember one of the reasons we started it was because i was like it was hard to immediately find something or for immediately see yeah. you know a person of color someone uh, a queer person uh you know a a like anyone uh, who wasn't like you know white cis you know and so yeah. um but now i do feel like the kind of from the outside perspective i feel like if you were to peer in uh with with very little kind of effort you know because of you know i think like d20 absolutely maining like you know mainlining uh people they have done really good and, work with representation uh, absolutely really and, and i mean even even you know critical role the the mini arc that they did with abria and like i think mm -hmm. that like stuff like that i think is is very very visible now and i feel like you'd be so mm -hmm. hard pushed to miss some of the some of the giants in the space, you know, some of the people that are really yeah. just are doing the work, and it's um it's it's heartening definitely to see. Yeah, I know for like so from D 20s perspective, like I know for a fact that they work with sensitivity consultants mm -hmm. that are amazing, mm -hmm. um like and like Brennan's very good about like talking to people about different kinds of representation and stuff, making sure that things are accurate. Um, and same with the executive producer, David Kearns, like it's, it's really seeing the way that they have, um, approached this was actually really heartening to me, especially with someone with a sensitivity background. Like it was really cool. And like, I know like through the grapevine that critical role is very aware of like certain things and are doing things to progress. And like the thing with Abria, like it wasn't that they were like, oh my God, this is a, we need to have a black DM. Yeah. No, they chose mm. someone who was incredible. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal. I'm, I love Abria. Yeah, we could all take a second I, just to appreciate Abria. Yeah. That's like, fine. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could all take mm. a second. It's fine. The, uh, the reign of Abria is here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm -hmm. But all like, hail. they chose someone who was incredibly skilled who just happened to be black. Like, mm. someone like, and like, it was just really heartening to see i mean yeah know? like mm -hmm. absolutely name me like a, a, a hotter dm right now do you know what i mean name me someone in the space who you know if you were like right you're gonna get someone to dm who'd you get you get a bria like if you could get a bria you get a bria, get a bria. like that's mm -hmm. just yeah. mm -hmm. you know and, and a bria's worked 
so hard for that. Like, you do how much? <laughs> like, it took me, yeah. I remember joking saying it would take me about half an hour to reel off all of Abria's credits. It was wild. <laughs> it really would. Mm. Like, Abria works very hard, and I'm just so proud. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's very cool being friends, like, with the the group from the Seven is actually very close. Like, our group text from when the game happened still pops off every day. Like, we are yep. still talking nice. every day. That's really nice. Um, and it's so nice when the people in it succeed, because it's like, you, it, coming to LA, I've only been here for about two months or so, but there's definitely a feeling of competition, but it never feels like that with them. It's mm. always like, mm. like, oh my god, my friend is doing so many cool things. <laughs> like, when yeah. Erica... When Erica was doing the Shang-Chi premiere um, and like just all the other cool things, like Izzy telling us about the HBO show she's on, like it's so good to see people that I care about succeed, you know? Yeah. And I think people are are absolutely out here doing the work. It's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. But if we can stay on, if I'd love to stay on D20 for a minute, just because uh, I think one of the things that our listeners would definitely love to hear about is like, how, how does it, how does it happen with like the creation of a character and things like, you know, how did you come about, uh, you know, making Sam Nightingale and, um, and, you know, and and I guess like, what was that like chat? Like, like, Hey, you want to come do D20? Because I feel like I'd pass out. Do you know what I mean? I'll be real with you. I think I'd pass out. <laughs> um, I just want to say quickly as well that Sam is Sam is fan, a fantastic character. Just like just a quick shout out. Oh. Thank you. Oh, Thank absolutely. You. <laughs> Here's your flowers, by the way, Persephone. Here you are. Here, there's some yes. more flowers. I think Jeremy oh, has some flowers you. for you as well. Thank you. You're uh, yes. too kind. Oh my god. Speech, speech, speech. I, I, I'll, I'll of course fan you as well. I uh, never, it's absolutely yes. necessary. I could take the academy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those of you who can't see, I, I showed up in full Sam Nightingale cosplay. Yep. Uh, yep. Don't tell everyone. I'm, dr- I'm dressed as a fan. Uh, <laughs> Just a sentient fan, fully functional too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really knows how to spread them. I was gonna say, yeah, I've been working on my flexibility. My legs are <laughs> okay. My hip flex is gonna be sore tomorrow. Been next to your head the entire interview. Casper. That's like yeah, you I, joke, I, I, used really I genuinely used to be able to do that as a kid. I genuinely used to be able to do that. I used to be able to tuck both really? my legs behind my head and roll around on the floor like a little bean it was really weird <laughs> same here yeah i can't do that anymore no, i've spent no. too much time in a desk I, chair i don't think i you know i generally think i could get close still my flexibility is usually okay. it's been pretty good naturally i'm not gonna do it right now because i'm gonna break something <laughs> in my in my setup we stand a bendy one <laughs> yeah so anyway sam nightingale please <laughs> so it's actually um i think the character creation for the seven is a little bit different than the other campaigns because we stepped into the roles of people that were npcs mm. from the previous campaigns yep. but brennan gave us the chance to basically reinvent them um within reason but like all of us like kept the like core of the character, but just made like, it was basically like, what are these characters like internally? Like there's what they saw, like what people and the players saw in the first campaign, but who are these people actually to themselves and within their own group? Mm. Um, and like, there were like, one of the big things that I wanted to do is I wanted to make Sam a bitchy, hopeless romantic with anger issues. Those were the three <laughs> things that I knew that I wanted, um, like a recovering mean girl arc, like basically mm-hmm. like, um, you know, like a character from Heather's or a character from Mean Girls, like very Gretchen Wieners mm-hmm. to Penelope's, like um, mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams character, Regina George, yes. like that yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Like, what does that look like? 
Um, and then like Brennan was actually the one who brought up, um, did I want the character to be trans or not? And I'd already been thinking about it, but I hadn't brought it up. Mm-hmm. And um, we discussed what we wanted to do. Sorry about my voice, by the way. I am recovering from the booster. So no, my voice is a little nice. shot. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. You got a big, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's real nice. I'm hearing it in full yeah. HD Thank and I'm enjoying so it. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, sorry, can I not give you enough flowers here? Have some, please. All the Take some more. My ego is so big right now. Uh, I just can't handle it. Uh. But yeah, um, so like we basically got to step in and like reinvent these characters into like full fleshed people. And like I, I also the few things I knew, I knew that Sam was in love with Penelope. I knew that mm-hmm. from the from mm. the get go. Like I knew that's one something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bringing up um, Brennan bringing up Sam being trans, we were like, how do we want to do this? Because like when some character when a character is non binary, it's very easy to make it known that the character is non binary without it being like disgusting. <laughs> you know, like you can just be like, and they. And people, yeah. most people will get it. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 like yeah. they are this, they are that. Using the pronoun they in the singular usually gets the point across that they are gender fluid, gender queer, mm-hmm. a gender somewhere on the spectrum of that fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, but with someone who is binary trans, it can be very hard without making it like a teachable moment or like just a like a performance mm-hmm. or like a big reveal. And both mm-hmm. of us were just like, no. So we discussed <laughs> it. And, like, what we eventually came to was, like, maybe it's, like, a phone call from the parent. And then in the moment, it changed organically to be, like, the surrogate parent, Rebecca Everpedal. And, like, it came out much better than intended. Like, we were just sort of struggling because we wanted people to know, like, this representation is here and this is the kind mm-hmm. of character I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And it was important. Like, it's not always important what the gender of a character is or, like, uh, how they came to be that gender. But it was important for Sam. It was important to know mm. in Sam's arc. Mm. And I wanted to make sure that that was there. Yeah, definitely. So. It's like the balance between making sure something is, like making sure somebody who identifies with that knows that they're being represented and feeling mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was also like, it was it was a part of um, Sam's arc. It was a part of something that like, yes, her transition had been ongoing for many, many years. Um, I believe... I believe that I set, like, she started transitioning after the show she was in, so about age 12. Um, Mm. So, like, it had been set in stone for quite a while, but, like, there was still this tension with her mother, and it was part of the performance arc, and it was, she was stealth, so she hasn't really told her friends yet. So, like, it was just, it was important to me to do that. It's not always important for me in all the characters that I play, but it was important for Sam. Mm. Mm. And I think as well, it's when you're, uh, when you know you're going to be a part of something, you know, that has an audience of of that scale and that size as well. Like, I'm often kind of very aware of uh, of those kinds of things. And, you know, we've, we've spoken about it quite often, but it's like, there's always, I think, a sense of like, okay, well, you know, uh, my the way I approach this kind of does have to be changed, influenced at least a little bit by knowing the fact that like I'm representing people here, like in a space where maybe they haven't been represented before. And it like, and it's, it sucks because you don't get the choice. Do you know what I mean? You don't get to choose like whether you get to do that or not. Cause it's like, it's just that, you know, it's the case uh, quite often. Um, but I think it's liberating at least to know like, Oh, I, uh, I'm. I feel like I can do. I can do something here. I can choose to be uh, something like a power for good or or whatever. And and I always find that um, the moments where I feel like I've uh, 
been a good example for someone or 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 have kind of welcomed someone and been like hey you can be a creative or you can be you know this or whatever are some of the probably the most rewarding moments for me like personally i would like to talk about that a little because like so i think that that more affects me when i'm dming versus when i'm playing oh okay um because when you're a dm you're on the you are the onus of the representation of the world Mm. like um like you can't necessarily put it on a player to like play a deaf character or play someone like disabled or whatever, but like it's your job to make sure that the world is rich and you know that there are these different kinds of people in there. And more than anything, like I don't tend to, even when I'm DMing, I don't tend to think of it as like, oh, I have to represent this group. I think of it as this is a tapestry of a world where these people exist. Mm -hmm. These people just exist in this world. And that's the best sort of like breath that I can give them is to make sure that they are authentic. And like that makes the story much more believable and immersive versus like, oh, I have to put this person here. I have to put this person here. Mm. Um, And I think with characters like Sam, yes, I want the representation to be there for the folks that like, would be watching. I mean, I even thought about like what wigs I wore on the show because I thought people would be interested in them. So I got made sure that I was wearing affordable ones, like synthetic lace fronts and Mm. stuff. But I think that ultimately the creation of Sam was something that I wanted to see. Mm. And so it was very much a personal decision for me to play someone that was very related to my own personal experience of being Mm. a trans woman. Mm. Um, and, like, that's not always the case. Like, it's not always, like, there's not always a point to prove mm. with who I play or what I put in games. Um, usually it's just these people exist in the world and therefore they have a story to tell. But, yeah, absolutely. So, and I think that's, but I think uh, that is, for me, like, that is what makes it genuine representation right the fact that it is a genuine character in the world it's not there for any reason or whatever it is absolutely like a truth you know what i mean and i think that's what makes it that's for me when it really works that's when it has an effect on someone that's when it's like it it's it it, uh becomes important to someone you know like someone could really watch that and go oh shit that's me wild yeah. you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. amazing um it seems like some of the biggest cultural changes occur when you have art that normalizes a group of people mm. rather than absolutely. trying to like it's very important to highlight uh, the issues that a group of people faces absolutely but what really changes the society is when people are just like oh yeah it's just that person yeah yeah because then you give everyone else the opportunity to empathize right like someone who maybe yeah. goes oh I, d- I can't empathize with a the person of color or or, or with a trans person or a non-binary person because i just don't have any frame of reference for that as soon as you normalize them you go like oh they have the same problems i do <laughs> like and then it's just like oh yeah because yeah. you're all the same oh, like yeah. do you know They're what i mean a human yeah, oh yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah like i was gonna say roots like the show roots was a huge event but i feel like you could point to stuff like fresh prince uh yeah. or to a degree family matters uh similar shows like that that are depicting white collar families blue collar black families just like as people mm. and still will highlight issues from time to time but the point of it is not oh this person fits this category uh which is the when i DM, it's the same kind of it's the same I have the same kind of mindset where I'm like I want to make these people just there they're just they're just like you see them and you're like oh yeah there's that person uh, and it's like it, it becomes yeah uh, I'm right there with you on that where it's like the the representation uh, of them as people is more important than the representation of them as fitting into a specific category mm. mm-hmm. the other thing too is that like um, I'm both from being black from being trans from being queer in general 
I am so tired of tragedy mm. for oh God, the yeah. amusement of <sighs> people other than us. Like it's like show us being happy, being joyful, or yeah. like even just experiencing life like a normal person. Seems like every time there's a trans person, there's like, oh, they're dead in two episodes. Mm-hmm. Or like yep. anytime there's a black person, it's like, oh, are they a drug addict? Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and like I get sick of that. And like one of the things that like makes me happy about Sam's arc is that like, yeah, she's dealing with shit. Yeah, she's like she's got problems. But the overall story is one that ends on a happy note. And it's one of like like not to give too many spoilers, but it's one of like acceptance of self and like Amazing. acceptance mm-hmm. of others and accepting that like who you ne- you've necessarily been forced to be in your life doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. there's power in being kind. Like that's those are like the things that come out of Sam's story. And even though she's dealing with hardship, it's not something that's ultimately a tragedy. You know? And it's not defining, right? That's because I think that's the extension for me is the the, the whenever I see like black trauma, uh, you know, uh, that the thing that really gets me even more than seeing it is like, it's the fact that, that has that has to become the defining feature of that person yeah. on in yeah. media. Like that, that's the thing I was I'm like, I'm like, it's just such a waste of like a human uh, experience and human life to just depict mm-hmm. them as their tragedy, you know, as if every everything that's happened to them uh, uh, it makes who they are and makes them, you know, bitter or makes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's mm-hmm. so it, it feels so sad. Whereas actually, you're absolutely right. Like having it be that there is a a, a sense of rising out of that, or or even, you know, that that is a just a just another part of the journey, but not yeah. the defining mm-hmm. part. I think is so it can be so liberating. Definitely. I, do do all of you have the same feeling? This might just be me on the tragedy thing. Do, when you see like somebody who you identify with in media, like who might be queer or black, um, do you get like the fear, like oh, what's what's some something bad is going to happen to this person? Do you get like the the fear oh, yeah. in you? Mm. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. It's it's so it, like, and then when it doesn't happen, you're like, oh my god, oh what. Thank you oh. so much. It's like, oh my god, this is the Thank best you. thing ever. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about the writing. I care about this person. Yeah. yeah when the when the when the mm-hmm. extremely uh, attractive cis white guy dies, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, a plot okay. twist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kill that dude. Okay, okay. It's also like, let's be completely real. How many shows have we watched where like the black cast has carried it? Oh, like, oh yeah. Mm. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Killer. Crew and Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They are fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're it's it's a weird like it's like the tokenism. Uh it's like you have these incredibly power incredibly effective and powerful performances and just really talented people essentially being sort of pigeonholed into like the tokenist uh the token role. Not necessarily on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. uh on like I mean sitcoms. Like every sitcom Oh, the sassy has, black friend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's you, you I think when you when you see something like New Girl or like Community when they let Lamar Lamorne, um, oh, what is Lamorne's last name? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the actor's name, but him and Donald Glover, their characters started out as way more one note, but then as the mm-hmm. as the shows developed mm-hmm. and they let the actors themselves start to like express themselves and be like, yeah, you're like a weird person. We're gonna make your character super weird to like go along with you. Mm-hmm. And the Pierce is like, great. And then you start to see like Donald Glover absolutely steals the first three-ish seasons of Community. Oh, yeah. Like and, crushes And it. I would argue doesn't recover well after Donald Glover. Glover has left. 
You know, that's a multiple it, reasons. It was never quite the same show. Yeah, it wasn't. It was never. Uh, Lamorne, Lamorne Morris, uh, Lamorne Morris from New Girl, where like his character started out as being kind of like a normal-ish dude, and then by the end, he's just this completely kooky weirdo, <laughs> and he's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and I think that I, I would credit uh, Lamorne Morris, probably I would guess, for having influenced that change because mm-hmm. it wasn't. It there would it would it wouldn't seem to be present in the writing otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think there's been a weird thing with stuff that's. Especially Actually, that's written, and I mean, I'd be interested to get your opinion, uh, Persephone, as, as someone who's written before. And is like the, the um, I think there's been a slight reticence to um, write like a, a like a black person, like with a vo- like a black voice, or you know what I mean. And it's it's almost yeah. like it is almost like that kind of that thing kind of thing has to happen, where like the actor kind of comes in and kind of goes like, yeah, like it it's okay, like. We do say stuff like jumping. We do say stuff like this, or do you know what I mean? It's like where it seems to either be that you get a, a, a completely tone deaf writer who kind of goes, "Yeah, yeah, we'll have them throwing around all these," you know, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, what are you doing?" Nineteen yeah. seventies Luke Cage comic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or right, you get someone who like you know, you, the, the, every black person that comes into the scene is like, "Why, hello there, old chap. How are you doing? Uh, yeah. I am. You will see, <laughs> I am gifted with melanin, but that does not define me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I am a human, three dimensional, and everything." <laughs> you know? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (laughs) It really is. It's like this weird thing where they're like, oh, if we make them sound a certain way, we're racist. Or like, it's like, talk to a goddamn black writer. Like, like, I mean, like, I mean, I know a lot of us can code switch and like there are like, black folks that talk different ways and like that's Mm -hmm. legit but like it's it's also i think that hollywood fears when they give us too much power like Mm -hmm. look at the guy who played in nancy in american gods oh man like the representation of black anger that that awesome scene got him fired and like they approved it like it's it's horrible like American yeah. God, is this season two? I think it is. Is it that he's th- yes. that seen in the in the church? I so. Oh, oh! I was honestly, I had chills. I had chills. Yeah. It's so good and so mm-hmm. powerful. I remember them announcing that and being yeah, because I think they'd said something like because of all of the social unrest, they didn't feel like it was appropriate to show black anger on screen. And I was like. So you're gonna stop showing white anger because you guys have been angry for a while. Cancel every war movie everywhere, all the exactly, time. Like yeah. ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I, I had a question. Oh, sorry, uh, Liv, were you gonna say something? I was just gonna say one of the uh, big things for me that I was like, like I had. So the uh, latest Spider-Man films, um, mm. I had no idea that Zendaya was 
spoilers, I guess, um, was MJ. Like, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just, it, my brain had been so kind of like um, used to not seeing any refer- representation of myself that I was just like, wait, she could be MJ? Oh, oh my God, what? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that for me, finding that out, I was like, why didn't that even, why didn't that even cross my mind? You know? They also waffled on it like a lot. Like they, they tried to hide. It was very weird. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a reveal like, in the first one mm. where they, yeah, like, like, they were MJ. like MJ. And then they went on Twitter and stuff and they were like, well, maybe she's not. And I was like, but she yeah. is. She is. <laughs> she is. She is. She blatantly is. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's okay, everyone. What? Like, it's just normal. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. uh, you know. I mean, the fact that it even needed to be a big reveal actually is kind of rough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think uh, this is something that's so interesting that you just brought up, though, Liv, because I mm-hmm. definitely feel like there are so many things that I'm... And I think everyone has this, and I think it's really important to point out that even as as people of color or, or whatever, whoever you where, whoever you um, uh, however you identify, like everyone has those like coded blind spots, right? Like hmm. where mm-hmm. you know, and I think like it's like that whole like the age old thing. This is a, a very de- outdated analogy, but it's the age old thing of like, oh, when I say doctor, like what do you what do you picture? When I say nurse, what do you picture? Like I think it's like there's so many instances I think of that mm-hmm. in like society, and I think that the 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 best thing i always find is like when you meet one you have to you have to just acknowledge it and not get like uncomfortable with yourself do you know mm. what i mean and not get like yeah. annoyed or upset do you know what i mean you have to just be like okay cool i i, I missed i missed that i missed okay cool mm. i'm gonna internalize that and i'm gonna move on and you know what i mean like because i think yeah. that but that does happen like a lot i've definitely encountered that yeah, absolutely. I think with um, like stuff like comic books and movies based off books and stuff, people get really up in arms when things are different. Mm-hmm. But like movies are a different animal and mm. change. And also people, it's this weird disconnect where something's not exactly like the previous form it was. Like people don't process it like as a new version. Like you should really think about these media, this, like all these remakes and stuff like as plays. Like mm-hmm. different casts, totally. different performance. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is not changing what came before. It's just a new version of it. Like it's yeah. People have weird ways of thinking because they can't disconnect the two. You know, and it's yeah. absolutely it gets kind it, of like religious, religionified, religionified. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the people approach it. Uh, having grown up uh, like in many, many Christian circles, the reaction that somebody gets when they have an alternate take on some element of Christian theology, mm-hmm. very similar mm-hmm. to the reaction that somebody ha- that the people have when somebody has an alternate take on comic books or Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, or, or any number of other, actually even theater sometimes, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on what circle you're in. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> depending on what circle you're in. Yeah. Uh, Musicals how- especially. Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, some people. Was a big thing. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead, no, I just I was just thinking about how angry some people used to get, yeah. like at my drama school when they go to see a show or whatever. It's just yeah, yikes! Really? <laughs> there was there was a big thing uh, in the UK a few years ago, uh, like 2015, 2016 ish, maybe maybe 2017, where the uh, the leader uh, or the the woman that they had hired to be the artistic director at the Globe Theater got basically booted because people didn't like how mm. different her takes on the material were, yeah, wow. and in, 
and like having seen some of the productions, she was trying to take Shakespeare and be like, cool, let's update this and make it relevant to a new audience. And also just look at some of the issues mm. that are inherent to the material that we're working with. Because some of these plays really have a lot of issues. Oh, like, so in, many. In terms That's of, also not a new thing to do. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It is the, for the yes, Globe. The, the, the London yeah. theatrical mm-hmm. establishment, and when it comes to stuff like Shakespeare and the Globe and stuff like that, basically the crustier people get, <laughs> the worse like they react to any kind mm. of changes. Yeah, totally. uh, it's like the crust cracks and they just can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, and that was, she ended up getting removed and it was, it was a real shame because like, regardless of whether or not you liked her productions, there was no question that she was bringing a huge level of creativity mm. and innovation uh, that yeah. was ultimately, I think, a force for good in the theatrical space. And it's kind of the same thing we're talking about when it comes to comic books. And on it, I did want to say, actually, mm. I I felt like the Mary Jane or rather MJ thing in the new movies is is like them trying to. Well, let's put it this way. As a comic book reader, this version of MJ has almost no relation to any version of the character that I've read. Mm. She's closer to like Ultimate Gwen Stacy maybe ish Mm. if ultimate Gwen Stacy was super into science like ish but like it's it seems like they basically just made a cool new character and then named it MJ so Mm. that they could be like yeah there's a connection because like Mary Jane Watson in the 60s is a super in 70s and 80s is a super big party girl supermodel actress like she's completely different from like this brilliant scientist woman uh, or girl in this case uh and like she's also way yeah I don't know anyway well, that's true I found the other Spider-Man movies too it's true mm-hmm. yeah they don't they they sort of kind of pay lip service to it in the Raimi movies where she's like a, she goes into theater and modeling but I agree with you it's like a weird I don't know I don't know what the point I was making was except that <laughs> I thought it was a cool spin on the character yeah <laughs> essentially <laughs> it's like just I mean, making characters it, yeah. get remixed all the time yeah like yeah. in movies and I think like. Is there any singular Marvel movie that's like completely true to the source material? No, 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 no like no. some of the best ones aren't like Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, oh, man, oh, it's the best. best. You know? it's the best. But I, I, this is interesting because I, I, so I work in I work in development at the moment, and this is something that we come up against all the time when we take source material, and you have to acknowledge the medium is different. Right, mm. the medium mm-hmm. is completely different. What works for a comic or a book or a novel, or what, like like full novels? You know what I mean like the, have you read? Anything by George R. R. Martin? That stuff's slow. Like it's slow. It's real slow. You know what I mean? Like you think the show the show can be slow at times, but my god, like the books. I, they're good. They're good. Mon- Fifteen minute montages are just the food. Yeah, literally. Just like the camera gliding. Literally over the, over for like half an hour. And you sit yeah, there, yeah. Like, like, you could flick. You could literally flick through and be like, oh, okay, wait, wait, something's happening, I think. Nope, no, no, food. Nope, wait, 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 yeah, you're not imposing a word limit on me because yes. editors often will. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. like, it's like, and they're good. It's kind of necessary. Yeah, word limits are good, everyone. Yeah. Like, you know, it's mm. something. Sometimes we need to learn. Not every book needs to be 180 thousand words. <gasps> I say that having written an unpublished 180 thousand word book that no one should read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I immediately would love to read this book if you ever release it. I want to know what this no, is. No, it will never see the light of day. <laughs> We've all got that project, never. right? We've all got the project. So it's like, mm, I don't think I should. I actually, actually, I did read a chapter of it on stream once <gasps> as a cringe thing. But like that was just for silly times, yeah. Wow. I, when when did you write this, by the way? 
Um, oh, I w- I've written three books and I haven't published any of them. Um, I was 19 when I wrote that one in oh. particular. Oh, I'm exactly the same. I wrote one when I was around 17 and it was like, oh, honey, you're so confused. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> it's like a time capsule of just like everything cringe. And it was like, oh. Well, I think, first of all, congratulations to you both. Because finishing a book of any kind, that is an achievement, regardless of whether it sucks or not. Like, well done. Like, do you know no. what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. easy. When I you say finish. <laughs> They're like, I assume it's just a draft like mine is. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, so it's like, so I went far enough. So I wrote it in college when I was 19. I went far enough to actually pay for an editor oh, to go wow. through it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Ooh, it's bloody. <laughs> it's, it, I like, I gave her a physical copy of the book because I had galley copies printed mm. and like, all the comments she wrote were accurate. Like, <laughs> oh, at, no. even at 19, even being ADHD sensitive to re- like rejection sensitive dysphoria. Oh, oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you right. <laughs> <laughs> you right. This is my heart and soul. Please tear it apart. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's any editing process. Like, mm. I also wrote the book in like three months because I read Stephen King's on writing. It pissed me off. And I was like, you can't do that. And then I did it. It's because um, <laughs> he says, you can write a book in three months. So I was like, fuck you. <laughs> no, you can't. We'll <laughs> oh, see about that. <laughs> what the fuck do you know? You've only written like a bajillion books. And they're all so long. <laughs> oh, man. They are really Yo. long. <laughs> they didn't used to be. They used to be a lot shorter. Mm, that's true. Mm. Carrie's not that long at all. Oh, is it not? Oh. Like, I, I just, no, I really you know, he almost yeah, threw Carrie out and his wife was like, you can't throw this out. Yo. That's such a good book. Yo. Like, that he dude's- re- she really, he really like threw it out, and she was like, "No, whoa, <laughs> taking it back out yeah. of the trash." She, she literally yeah. picked, the, picked the manuscript out of the trash and was like, "No, Stephen." <laughs> I believe it was something like that. That's yeah. actually oh. that's bonkers. Wow, yeah. that's absolutely yeah. well, there. There, that, see, look, listen. All I'm saying to both of you is, you just need to repolish these things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe these these are your carries. Do you know what I mean? You need to not throw them out. <laughs> I, of the th- like of the three books I've written, the last one is possibly the one that could be published. Mm-hmm. But mm. what's it about? Yeah. I'm really curious. Yeah, genuinely. Oh God. So the first one is called The Hollows, and it's a gothic fantasy mm-hmm. about, um, like. It's almost historical fiction. It's like, but not. It's completely made up um, about some girl who's like the daughter of a duke who lives on a cursed island. Um, Okay, okay. And then like the second book, um, literally the like idea for it was what happens if a wizard tries to hit on another dude in a urinal at a dive bar? What? Oh. What happened? Yeah, what does happen? I kidnapped him. <laughs> he kidnapped him. What? He basically kidnaps him. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, and the poor guy's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, and then the third book is um, Reverse Little Mermaid with a male mermaid, male merman, a merman. Mm. And a girl set in a town very based off of a seaside town I spent a lot of my childhood in. Oh. So, mm. 
Yeah, that's, cool. that's extremely cool. Uh, you yeah. wrote a novel. I've written a pilot. Yeah, yeah. Like that's you shouldn't you know talk I mean? about projects that you're never going to release. Mm. So that was a that was a big no no on my part. But yeah. you should. You absolutely should. Because uh, do you know what? And, and part of the reason why I generally think that you should is because I think that once you kind of realize that, like, hey, maybe that thing I did was shit. Maybe that was really bad. And once mm. you can be open about it, I think it makes it so much easier for you to start new things. You know, and for you to acknowledge yeah. that, like, that's a part of the creative process, whether you like it or not like all the good stuff you do now will have been informed by all the mistakes you made in that mm -hmm. so like i do think it's like a very legitimate thing to be like yeah i wrote a novel and it sucked <laughs> like, you know because that will absolutely yeah. you know if you do end up when you end up releasing a novel we're all gonna be like yo thank god persephone wrote these other three or whatever it is you know these mm -hmm. other two oh yeah because without it maybe this one wouldn't be as damn good as it is you know oh yeah definitely like it's it's uh it's a process like like writing um is just like anything the more you do it the better you get mm -hmm. like it's all skill it's not talent you have to learn yeah. To, yeah. to write and you have like, to it's... and you have to get past the point of like i like i've written scripts and like reading my own dialogue as an actor is physically so excruciating <laughs> like it, i can't tell you the pain when i read my own jokes honestly makes yeah. me question who I am. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why have you done this? Why have you committed <laughs> this to a page? You have wasted digital space like on this website that you're writing on or whatever. Like it's, I, honestly, it's so bad reading my own jokes. I hate I mean, it with a passion. Uh, I was gonna say, you put a lot of pressure on yourself if it's just you writing something. Like mm. the only successful like script I've written, it was between myself and two other writers. Yep. And so we could call each other on being like, no, that's bad, no, take it out. And then it's just like, but I really like this one. No, take it out. Nope, no. get it. Get rid of <laughs> the, the power of collaboration, which is mm. one of the reasons, like, one of the reasons I love storytelling so much and the reason that I've like made it like my big deal, like my big thing to be in, whether as a player or like as an actual storyteller is like, it gets lonely writing books. Mm. Like, mm. and like, um, as some advice, by the way, as a DM, if you have a set, like you can have a storyline in mind for a game, you can have the big bads in mind for a game, mm. but if there's no room for player input, you don't have a game. You have nah. a novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. 100%, 100%. Um, like you should definitely not put people in that. Like the ideas I have for books are distinctly different from the ideas I have for games. They cannot cross over. Mm. Like, don't do that to your players. Yeah. Don't subject them to uh, a like. 120 hour campaign of just being forced to listen to your novel. I'm actually, I can contribute to this slightly. Uh, I'm actually Ooh. about to start playing in a campaign that is based on a world that was originally created for a novel. Uh, so, uh, the, I, the, I very, I, I trust the DM to, uh, adapt his world to then, uh, fit the players and their characters into it. Uh, but it's been like a really interesting process. The whole thing is like characters based on an alternate fantasy version of yourself. And so you can be like whatever D&D &D race you want and class you think would fit who you are and your stats according to how, what you think like your stats might be. Mm. Uh, it's really, really I cool. I love an isekai moment so much <laughs> mm -hmm. i adore this kind of game mm -hmm. just just saying. yeah no I, yeah I, um, I, oh go ahead i was just gonna ask uh, um ask you all have you taken that that online quiz that tells you what your stats are 
Like this is a proper tangent. Yeah, a yes. while ago. Oh, I don't think Long I have. Long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. I have. I don't think I have. Okay, I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to. Do yeah. This. yeah. I ended up with a really high charisma scar. Me too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and very low everything. <laughs> <laughs> like my con is low. I'm very worried. <laughs> Mine basically told me um, if you get hit at any point. You dead. Yeah, you will really girl. Yeah. You think a wizard has low HP? Girl, <laughs> you have you roll one D4 for hit die, you're level one. Do not pass go, do not collect a hundred dollars. I'm wor- I'm worried for my uh, my wisdom score. <laughs> like it's gonna be like, oh, it's a- <laughs> oh god. Is- should we take this again right now? Yeah, I can think we, we do I it think right we now. I just dropped it in the chat. Can we all do it? Let's do it. Do it. I'm genuinely we- I'm genuinely so yeah. concerned that this is gonna come out and be like, uh, uh, <laughs> you. It's gonna be damning. <laughs> oh, you have a two. Oh, yeah. You have a two for wisdom. Uh, how? <laughs> how are you functioning? So- are you two years old? <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to figure out bench press. I it's been a long time since I, I no bench idea. pressed anything. Oh, okay. I'm going to guess I picked up Todd Kenrick at one point and he's a big person. Okay. But I don't mm-hmm. think I could lift him over my head. So I'm going to I'm going to say 55 pounds <laughs> okay. max over my head. Do you often stub your toes triple walking? This seems very pointed. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I'm being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm saying no to a lot of these. (laughs) Same here. Uh, uh, Okay, dexterity is yes. For stubbing. (laughs) Why are there so many juggling questions? No. Oh my god, I can't juggle. (laughs) What if you're just really dexterous and you've never juggled? Yeah, Yeah, what if you never know? Yeah. I know I can juggle one ball. I did it once when I was six years old for a talent show. No, no word of a lie. They were like, "Hey, what can you? What's your talent?" And I said, "I can juggle." And they went, "Oh my god, three <laughs> balls!" And I went, "No." And they went, two? And they went, and I was like, "Nope." And they were like, w- "One?" And I was like, "Yep." <laughs> and I went up on stage in front of a whole crowd of people and juggled one ball. I threw and caught a ball, and I was very proud of myself. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good for little Jasper. <laughs> If I ran a marathon when I was ten, does that count? <laughs> yeah. Did you run, did you sure. finish a marathon? Like a kids marathon. Oh. Like, yeah. A child it was size marathon. <laughs> like a five k. Yeah. It was longer than hundred meters, but it was a child size I, thing. I don't know. Yeah. Lockdown got me questioning whether I could do hundred meters. So I'm. I'm a- it was honestly. It was honestly just like ten year old cross country. Mm-hmm. I've sick recently. No, thanks to our sponsor for this week. <laughs> Surf Shark. <laughs> Surf Shark VPN. Oh, I saw this meme. <laughs> I gotta find this meme that somebody, uh, it was like a, it was a Star Wars meme. Wait, let me find it. That uh, just reminded me of, or what you just said reminded me of that. Quizzes and see. memes. This is the best day ever. <laughs> Oh my god! You- this is hilarious. Oh, what is it? Oh, <laughs> I got I can't my results. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's here's the meme. Anakin's like, "Is it possible to learn this power?" Palpatine grins. Not from a Jedi, which is why I use Skillshare. Skillshare is an <laughs> online learning community. <laughs> oh my god, wisdom! I am getting so called out. Yeah. Oh, this is actually yeah. horrendous. I don't think I've ch- like this is really bad, guys. My wisdom yeah. is going to be as bad as it could be. I am honestly surprised my wisdom wasn't negative. I honestly, <laughs> like, I think it might be. I'm very. 
I'm very surprised. Uh, am I able to criticize myself? Oof, boy. Yeah, it's like I think maybe <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, <laughs> I am. I am, I am critical of myself, but I don't take it very well. <laughs> like, that's I like the to say I have emotional wisdom and no common sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up with some pretty decent scores, but my wisdom, man, this is this is a travesty. <laughs> oh, or not wisdom, sorry, not my wisdom, my dex. My wisdom's okay, uh, but my Ugh. dex. Uh, it's worse than it is in real life, frankly. This is this deck score is, is an insult. Okay, my charisma's gone down since last time. What does that mean? <laughs> no. Oh no. You're just having an off day. Yeah, I just having so. an off day. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fine, mean right? shit. Yeah. Okay, you don't know me, quiz. Uh, nope. You don't know me. You don't know who I am. You don't know where I've been. Don't know I ain't ever have you. a sugar daddy. I'll never have a sugar daddy because what? I'm not that kind of girl. Because <laughs> I'm a sickening, sickening bitch. <laughs> Uh, I, I definitely misquoted that, but everyone knew what I got. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, All I had yeah. ready was sickening. <laughs> sickening. <laughs> Am I disappointed? A little. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ashamed? A bit, yes. But I don't have the wisdom enough to have it mean anything. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Okay, I did okay. okay. I How did everyone though, do? I think, uh, I think uh, what we've learned is that maybe I am not able to be truthful with myself because my scores, okay. my scores are way too high. <laughs> what okay. should we, should we, should we okay, go through we and just go through our... We should post them in the chat, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay, no, because okay, okay. that feels like I'm really being cool. Do though. we not want to say them out loud? <laughs> I want to say them. I want to, I want to confirm. Oh, no, I'm going to say them out loud. Oh, right, we're on a podcast. We should say them yeah, out loud. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. we should say them out loud. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, so what's everyone's strength score? Uh, I got 11. I got a 15. Wow. Dang, got them guns. <laughs> I got a 7. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did say like 55 pounds though, Liv. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty low. That's pretty low. Okay. Like I okay. think that you could probably. That's like a child. Yeah, that's like, like, a, if you that's like, a, child. like a six year old, okay. seven or eight year old child. Yeah. All right. If I put it up a little bit, I'll see what happens. <laughs> I got an 11, which is more than I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you're doing better than me. <laughs> okay, how's everyone's intelligence? 13? Um, uh, 17. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. Ooh. That tracks, that Jeremy. Yeah, that that tracks. Um, uh, 13 as well. 15. 15. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. okay, well done, okay, guys. Okay. Well done. Got a solid right. spread. We're getting a good spread of skills on this one. Yeah, so far. yeah, yeah. yeah. We have a good. Right. Oh, we should figure out which classes we suit best after Ooh, this. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. This is such a fun game. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what about wisdom? Okay, so wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jasper. Uh, Somehow I got a 13, but I think that's too okay. high. Nice. I think that's too high. That's nice. way higher than me. What did you get, <laughs> I, What did you I get? I got a 10, which I think <laughs> is too high. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. I would die in a game because my perception score would be so low. <laughs> mm. Oh no! I'll try and keep an eye out because I, I my wisdom is fourteen, so it's not too bad. Okay, nice. that's not too bad. I, I don't want to call. I don't uh, want to call my uh, to Jade, my partner, out too badly. But I can tell you now, I have never, ever, truly understood the meaning of passive perception as well as I do since I met Jade. Because oh my word, she notices nothing around her and i mean <laughs> I like we, we have lived in like the same place we can live in the same place for years and we will walk past and then she go ah and i'm like what like outside the door and it'll be like 
there's a thing <laughs> I've done that. and she'll be like oh wow I did, when did that get there I'm like we've been here for three years <laughs> like <laughs> I just noticed there was a bench at the kitchen table and I've been living here for two months yo so. yeah that, it's stuff, honestly stuff like that it's like it's truly wild Jeremy what was your score again uh, yes. I got a 15 wow okay. nice okay. well done well done nice well done. Well we got done. some folks with wisdom yeah. nice okay yeah. okay dexterity Dex. eight Eight. <laughs> I had a I hard fall. Nice. <laughs> I had a hard fall off here. I got a six. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. I think a seven or eight is more accurate. <laughs> I, I don't think you're quite that tragic. <laughs> Bro, yeah, six, it's not that. Bro, can you even stra- scratch your head without pulling something? That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A six. That is, <laughs> Six is like. Have you tripped downstairs in the last 24 hours? Because if it's a six, I think that's just your existence. It's just falling off the chair as we speak, like unable to balance on a chair. No. I'm actually naturally a lighter shade. It's just all the contusions. I'm permanently just constantly from all the falling up. over. Your skin tone yeah. is just a bruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you, I've been when white you this to, whole time. When you have to go to just, <laughs> when you have to fill out like a government Not census, white. you have to fill out bruised as your yeah. race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm marking Caucasian and people are just looking at me like what? <laughs> I know what I wrote. <laughs> oh, okay, Jasper, uh, what you I got? got a 15 for for Dex. Damn. Uh, okay. Someone's fit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You did say you were bendy yeah. earlier in this I am, conversation. I, I, I am. Bendy. I think that's accurate for you. I, 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 I think I'm it's bendy, and I do Jasper. play like a lot of sport. Like generally for like fun, I'll go out in the mornings and just play football on my own because it's fun for that's, me. Mm. So oh. you know, yeah. Oh. I did, once know- anyway. <laughs> I did once nobody. I did once know a woman with uh, with a dexterity probably around six, yeah. where like every time that I saw her, she was in a cast. Wow. Uh, and it was always from like a different, it was, she'd trip, fall down some steps. She'd oh. get hit by a car. She'd no. fall off her bike. Sorry, well, we, like, just got, we, went, we went from trip down some steps to frequently hit by a car. <laughs> but like, interestingly, oh, no. the steps injury was worse because they were like granite steps oh. and like a huge, oh. like uh, a huge um, school hall that she just I genuinely have a theory. I generally have a theory as to why my dex is good and has been since I was a child. Honestly, my biggest fear is falling up or downstairs. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. it freaks me out so much. My uncle used to chase me upstairs and I <gasps> used to like sit on the steps and just cry my eyes out because I was so Aww. scared of stairs. And so like oh, genuinely, wow. I think I've just got good at like not falling over. You should watch me ice skating. It's like Bambi, but I never <laughs> hit the floor ever. Because nice. I am so <laughs> scared that someone's going to slide by with the little swords and cut my fingers off. So oh, like, I will never. The, the I little swords. Yeah, I will literally. I will never. Yo, ice skates are scary. The little knife boots. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel. I feel attacked. <laughs> the little knife, little knife boots. <laughs> What's that, Governor? You Legit- got them little no. knife boots, have you? <laughs> Let's have a fucking look. <laughs> There was like a video of like a sports science thing where they tested skating over a person's arm. Like they had a model arm and they skated over with the little knife boots. And uh, ever since then, man, I'm like, nah. Nah, I'm good. Nah. Did it nah, cut bro. through? Yeah, yeah, it went straight oh, through the bones. Because those things are sharp. Yeah. 
Little knife okay. boots. I'm never dude. going ice skating again. Yeah. That's a really cute idea. Game. Let's go ice skating. Nah, I could lose an appendage. <laughs> yeah. No. I've seen, I, look, I, I looked up like a list years and years ago of like worst sports injuries, and two of them were hockey, and both were skate related. Yeah. And one of them, somebody lost an organ, <gasps> another one, somebody got something slid open. <gasps> and in both cases, it was like, yo. Oh, oh boy. Nope. <laughs> okay. Absolutely yeah, it was a rough not. one. But yeah. Little knife boots will not be. Hockey. Little knife boots. Not going to happen. Constant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start that with the lowest because I know it will be seven. <laughs> oh, Snap. you never dump con live. You never dump I'm, con. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my I'm choice. Just, <laughs> I, I feel like I was a little like unsure with the answers to the con one, so I ended up with like a twelve, okay. which is respectable. Yeah. Yeah. But like I like I I don't know. It's also like. It's hard for me to gauge because, like, I've gotten, like, food poisoning a few times. Mm. But, like, is that really constitution or is that just poor cooking? Like, yeah, like poison like, is poison is poison. You. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's not much you can do <laughs> you know? about it. Like, uh, yeah. It's more like if you so eat, some, like, generally things that aren't poisoned and still get sick. Like, that's, I feel like, where you're really yeah. running, running into uh, yeah. trouble. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a 13 for con. Nice. Ah, nice. I got a 10. Yeah, okay. 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 What are your Even secrets, then? everyone? How are you saying... Yeah. Alive. Uh, well, thanks to our sponsor, Athletic Greens. <laughs> well, you know, the, the joke thing is, Athletic Greens probably are sponsoring this actual episode. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, amazing. So, genuinely, Jasper, thank you. Why did you just turn to a you turned to an actual camera that appeared next to your head? Yeah, Thanks to our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Like, legitimately, before Who I can started keep taking you as in good shape as your D and D character. Before I started <laughs> taking Athletic Greens, I had a nine for Constitution. Now I'm sitting at a cool thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good. I look. I that's a good ad. That. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna write that down yeah. for the next time to record the athletic. Yeah, we gotta we gotta throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, like for me, I just like I've just always had like a pretty good immune system and mm. like pretty good recovery time mm. and stuff like that. Just like a lot of that shit's genetic. But I would say that's like, definitely yeah. con, though. I'd say that's definitely con. Like yeah. the like recovery, because yeah. I don't think like you know it's not like getting sick. It's like how much it affects you and how well you mm-hmm. can recover. Because some people get like a cold and they're out for weeks. Like that's yeah. like low yeah. con. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also depends on like you know like how you were raised, how much processed food you had as a child. Like mm-hmm. more the child mm-hmm. and than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Like. And I had a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. um, like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? What I do I know is, though. Con's weird. What I do know is that we'd likely to have some high charisma schools up in this room. So, let's what are we looking so, at? Yeah. What are we looking oh, at? Oh, let's everyone? see. Let's see. Okay. Who, who, rec- who reckons they've got the highest? Does anyone have, Ooh, like, a, does I, anyone think they have I a particularly high know. number? I have a good number. It's a very good number, but I don't know. I've if got a good number, but I don't know if it's the highest. I, I'll start off with, this might be the lowest. Okay, uh, previously I did get an 18. This time I, I got 13. So I don't know what's what? happened in between. What? <laughs> I don't think you lost five points of charisma. How much alone time have you been spending during the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I've just kind of retreated, you know, like, I've been <laughs> internal. Inter- like, yeah, like internalizing everything. But yeah, I'm, I'm still witty yeah <laughs> you can still hold a yeah. conversation Liv I think right. you need to take no. that over yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I demand a recap yeah. okay. exactly okay. 
I got a 17. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yours is higher than mine. I got a 16. Yay, Jeremy. Oh. High five. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Yes. Super respectable. Uh, not surprised yeah. well, that the, uh, Persephone is the highest uh, uh, mm-hmm. charisma in, in mm. this room, though. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Unless, unless Liv gets that recap. <laughs> if we can, you just can't get past it. I have the beautiful voice and a beautiful face, and I'm great. <laughs> wow, that was uh, a real. Well, you're gonna say which class? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, say which yeah, class? Which class do oh yeah, think, class, 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 yes. class. I mean, um, if we're not all similar, that would be weird, right? I was. I no, actually, I think that mm-hmm. Jasper and Jeremy might have a little bit more range because. I think, of, yeah, Jeremy and me, I think, are gonna be quite different. Okay, cool. My, yeah. his, he's got to lean into that intelligence. Because they have access to physical classes, too. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, true, true, true. Well, Jeremy's got that intelligence uh, school that he needs we're to. We're not with that D's, now with that six. Yeah, no, that's six. That's right, that's right. Sorry, I got confused. I am barred, but, um, <laughs> I am barred yeah. from physical Jer- classes. Jeremy's, Jeremy's going to be the wizard in like I... in, in the bottom of the tower. This dude can't yeah. be climbing up the top of this wizard's tower. <laughs> he's got to stay on the bottom floor, ground zero. Yeah. Okay, no I'm stairs. I'm waiting for them to install an elevator so that I can just like... <laughs> Sta- oh, you need a stair lift, my dude. Anymore. You need a stair lift. Like, just take it easy. So thinking about it, I think so. I think Jasper might have the widest range of available classes that could work because mm-hmm. um, of the physical. You ones. have both. You have the physical and the charisma. You could do paladin. If I rolled these stats, probably... I would be hyped. By the way, 15, yeah, yeah. 13, 13, yeah, 15, honestly. 13, 16. Yo, okay, yeah, those are good stats. Pog, yeah. I said that unironically. I'm sorry, I've been on Twitch too much. Um, did you say Pog? Yeah. Is that what you said? I did. Fantastic. I did. Uh, excellent. I did. <laughs> it's pretty Pong. <laughs> She's so charismatic. <laughs> I'm so charismatic. <laughs> uh, that's I a think I would... bad thing. In the game um, I'm that I'm playing, I'm playing a lore bard, and I feel like mm, that would work with these stats as well. Because mm. if we if we throw in like bonuses, like race bonuses, which I, and I could I could strategically put them in stuff, I could mm-hmm. get like an eighteen intelligence and charisma, mm-hmm. and I feel like that would work out okay. Yeah, yeah. lore bard or basically any wizard class mm. or um, artificer would work too. I think mm. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I could. Yeah, I could do that one. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking College of Swords bard would be quite fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. or or actually a fighter. I think I'd quite enjoy a fighter with this, with this, uh, with these stats. With nice. the intelligence score too, you could probably roll an Eldritch Knight. Ooh, yeah, yeah. multi class. Yeah. Anyone? We could multi class yeah, too. Okay, okay. Mm. We could look at multi class and I. Keep it multi class. Like a fighter swords bard combo. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that would be real fun. Yeah. Whatever, that'd be real fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liv, what are you looking at? I think maybe also bard, but like <laughs> College of Creation, maybe. Um, I think I'm quite creative, you know. I think I could pull that off. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, multi-class with class with druid in there would be pretty cool. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Since you have the high, a high wisdom score, right? Yeah. yeah, my wisdom was like fourteen. Yeah, so not bad. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a strong. It's a strong wisdom strong score. score. Yeah. I'm not allowed to be a druid. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they told or me a I cleric can't. with these stats. Like, <laughs> I think my I think my three choices, like as far like it would be bard again. It makes sense that we all have yeah. bard. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it would either be bard, sorcerer, or warlock. I think would be oh yeah, sorcerer. Three choices that I get, but mm-hmm. it makes sense because sorcerer is my favorite class. So I think nice. I'd probably do nice. like either. Um, wild magic is always fun yeah. because it makes sense. An ADHD-ridden chaotic sorceress. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Absolutely yeah, 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 accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shadow magic is always fun. Obviously, shout out to my girl Sam. Hey, shout out to the storm sorceress. 
I'll, uh, but yeah. like, I think honestly, I would roll up a wild, like a traditional wild magic sorceress. I think that that would work for Love me. Love that. Um, and you know, the natural progression from here is that we have to now do a one shot where we all play as ourselves with these stats and get someone to run it for us. Yes, do you know absolutely. what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. That, has that, that has to be the case. That has yeah. to be. And I'm saying, okay. I'm saying that with all this Saving. confidence because of how good, I, how good my stats <laughs> are. Like, <laughs> yes. If I was, if I was looking at Jeremy's decks, I wouldn't be saying any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper's character yeah. rocks up, just like hello. Everyone, Hi, it's me. It is I. <laughs> Great. I was just gonna. I'm gonna Very throw much. out an idea. I don't know if we want to keep this in, but I, we had thought of an idea of a Mean Girls <gasps> uh, Strixhaven style one shot, oh, and I yeah. feel like this could merge pretty I easily. Think, with I that. honestly think that if we didn't invite Persephone <laughs> to do a Strixhaven Mean Girls one shot, yeah. we might get sued or something. Yeah. Like we yeah. might actually like she might come for our money. <laughs> Anytime, I'm down for this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We need to make this happen, I think. And we have our stats now. Yeah. We know what we're going to play. I also haven't played Strixhaven yet. I've wanted to. No, so. we've, we've also been meaning to dig into Strixhaven as well. So this is okay. Okay. Wheels yeah. wheels be turning. I'm writing it down right yeah, now. Yeah, wheels be so turning. Please do. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> but in all seriousness, because we've already gone way, way past how long we said we were going to keep Persephone, uh, which, you know, part of, part of uh, I blame on Persephone just being so good to talk to. You know what I mean? It's like, how dare the you charisma's too turn high. up here? The I'm just too, too cool. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> too cool. We just, we just want to be around you. So, <laughs> you're so but sweet. But before we go, we do have to do one final thing because we do it with all of our guests, which is we always ask for a tale from the table. So, a tale from the table could be anything wild that you remember from a home game, from a DD podcast, just something. It can be emotional, it can be epic, it can be anything you like. Oh, God. The last time someone asked me a question like this, I had to tell them about the time I got bit at a D&D table by a person. Whoa! Anyway. No! Yeah! Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. Reel it back, 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 reel it back. Did you got bit? I, I feel like... Like, actually yeah, bit? He's in jail now. Um, oh, okay. oh, okay. Because it was a consensual? Not because he bit me, but he's totally in jail. Um, oh, no. Whoa! This roller coaster. Uh, this absolutely. Uh, okay, this is like this is, this is um, okay. So trigger warning. This will be uncomfortable. <laughs> you don't actually so, have to tell the story if you don't want to. Um, I just want to clarify. Yeah, no, I, I can tell the story. I'm just warning it for people that might be sensitive to this kind of stuff. So, um, okay, let me start off. I was underage. This person was not. Um, okay. So, um, not good. A story that starts out. I was underage. Yeah. It's not, it's not oh, great. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> Yeah. It's not great. Um, so I was at my friend's house. My friend was not the person who did this. Mm -hmm. um, we had an older friend who had just graduated and was in college, <laughs> I think. Um, and I was maybe 16. This was when we were first starting our games. Uh, I was with this gaming group for 13 years, by the way. Wow. Um, mm. And then, like, so he was running the game and we were like, it was my first time making character like for real, for real. Mm -hmm. And so I was at my friend's computer typing away, like trying to figure out and he was helping me. And then all of a sudden I just feel teeth on my neck Why? and no. lips. Why? And I just look at him like, what is happening? What is going on? And he's like, we should do this again sometime. And I was like, <laughs> no. And I was like 16, like, um, what? No. No. What? no, no, I'm glad that he's in jail. Mm. Really? Oh, he's in jail for completely different reasons, but he's still Either way, though, it's yeah. good that there is though. distance between him and the general public. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, it was very creepy. But I'll tell I'll tell a good story. Let me think of one first. Um, <laughs> while you're while you're thinking, I'll tell a very <gasps> short story of when I did uh, I did the first play I ever directed. One of the actors just got mad at another actor and bit him. Uh, what? And, <laughs> she had, she had gotten she'd gotten like ear piercings. Uh, and I think they were like uh, like pins or something put in her ear, and they were fresh. And they, it was a scene where they were playing chimps uh, who were trying to write Hamlet, and they were all running around. And he accidentally bumped her ear one time, and she was like, "If you bump my ear again, I'm going to bite you." And then during the scene, he bumped her again, and she was like, "You bumped me," and he was like, "Oh, you're right." And she's like, "I'm going to bite you." He was like, "Okay," <laughs> and he held out his arm, and she that- just like chomped down for a few <laughs> seconds and drew blood from this dude. Ooh, I was like, why it was the is first this show people- I ever directed. Why? Why? Are we going That's straight like, for the? What? We need to. We need to. There are places, times, and places for this. Yeah. And hey. there are not times and places. He totally deserved it. He consented it. to it. The thing is, he consented to it. He didn't. He didn't. He consented to it. Article tomorrow, Persephone Valentine cancelled for supporting <laughs> violence against men and biting, non-consensual biting. Um, um, <laughs> hey, halflings, don't bite people. Yeah, That's please. Just, yeah. The more unless you know, people, unless they ding. ask you to. Yes. Unless there was a specific ask. ask. So yeah. I have... I have a very fun story. Excellent. Oh, actually, I just have another one from the same game. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Do you want, I I have to ask, do you want the whole person story or the shit in a box story? (laughs) Shit in a box. I feel like it's gotta be a shit in a box (laughs) You can't say whole person or shit in a box and like, and like wonder (laughs) which one we're going to The whole person story is very dramatic. The shit in the box is very short. So (laughs) I had this evil warden character who was part of an evil empire of colonists based off of um, uh, the UK and the Roman Catholic um, like um, <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. cool as um, that's fine so, that's valid yep, yep. Mm-hmm. yep tracks yep. Um, <laughs> and he had um, as part of the whole person story that leads into this um, he basically burned down a sanctuary because one of the players cast whole person on it and he on uh, 20th level paladin and uh, he thought it was one of the priests, so he raised the place to the ground. So as vengeance, the players snuck into this prison compound that he ran. Um, and the area that they were in is based off of my father's island that he's from in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, so heavily colonized um, Caribbean island. And um, so they go to the top and they're like raiding his office. And they find a jewelry box with three large rubies in it. And um, as they're escaping, having freed a ton of prisoners and stuff, one of the players goes, and this is Elise, who plays Hudson on Fast Times at the Indy High. It's like, no, I have a mission. And her character, Ben, goes back to the office, takes the jewelry box back out because they put it back in, drops a deuce in it. Closes it, puts it back in the desk, and then they proceed to run out. <laughs> and so later, I had to run like a Final Fantasy AMV cutscene of this guy, Warden Jedediah, opening the box. And going, ah! Oh God, who shits in a box? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that reminds me of one of my favorite. Have you ever watched Misfits? Uh, it's like a British yes, show about uh, yeah. like superhero teams. Oh, there's an American version, but we don't talk about. Oh, okay, it. that's what? I, I did not. There, there is. usually is an American version of yeah, most of the British shows we make. Between us, uh, skins, yeah. yeah, I believe there's an American version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's yeah, there's one scene where they're going through someone's house, and the the Irish guy just turns around to everyone and goes, "I'm going to take a shit in his bed," and then like <laughs> it's just one of the funniest scenes because it's like everyone's just like. 
Really? Don't like, do why? That. And he does it, but he's just making eye contact with everyone, and it's just like, this is just so awkward. Like, <laughs> this just wasn't like the quick, snappy, funny thing I thought it was going to be. I'm literally having to try and do this in front of you all now, and it's absolutely, it's like, it's peak awkward British humor. It's it's very mm. good. So just mm. if, like, I think that what's so nice about it is the fact that imagining someone actually taking the time to have to do that, like in this warden's office, in the middle of a prison, it's going to take like a minute. Do you know what I mean? Like to just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most adventurers have belts, like many belts. You gotta kind of, you know what I mean? You gotta posi- mm-hmm. you gotta get ready. Oh, uh, she was playing a very like underdressed monk. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Probably just some like okay. harem pants of some description. Then it's like loose. He's fine. Okay. Basically, yeah. Uh, okay. Was yeah. there like a check to determine consistency or se- or anything like that? Whoa. Or, like, <laughs> con check. Or- yeah, make a con save. I really want to tell you now. <laughs> but yes, I did make the roll for it. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, yes. Man. oh my goodness. The DM It was sense a solid strong. shit. Thank God. Like, I also, if they rolled like, like a the one. Roll, oy, 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 oy. The roll was also to determine whether it would fit in the box. And <laughs> you got like a really high roll. So I was like, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfectly in box. Perfectly box size. It's like Cinderella's so like slipper. I also like it was also like for the smell and consistency, mm. like the strength of it. Mm-hmm. And like the man fully got injured. Also, they uh drowned that man later. Oh wow. Mm. What a wonderful in the box? character. <laughs> Specifically in the box? <laughs> he he drowned when they collapsed an underground factory. Okay. Oh. Um, uh. like an underwater factory, and they basically like teleported him. Or like, no, I'm sorry. They shattered the glass and just sent him to the bottom of the ocean in full armor. So guys, that'll do it. That's clever. That'll do it. Yeah. And then just a little turd just floated up. They killed him him real quick, and I just was like, okay, that would do it. Mm -hmm. That would do (laughs) it. I guess. I guess you've killed my big bad. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wasn't even the big bad. It was just one. It was like the season one arc. Good for you. It was a TV show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, th- what an epic, uh, what epic uh, episode this has been! I genuinely had so much fun. This has been, uh, yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for joining I've had us. A blast! This is the best. <laughs> I am already, ap- I am absolutely excited and fearful for whatever the hell this Mean Girls uh, one shot ends up becoming, because uh, it could be truly wild. So. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Persephone. Please tell everyone where they can find more of you on the Tinterwebs. Cool. So the Tinterwebs, we call it that because I've got titties. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so you can find me and my tits on uh, Twitter, Twitch, occasionally TikTok, um, and soon YouTube Ooh. at Persephora. That's P-R-S-E-P-H-I-R. O-T-H. You can find my podcast at Fast Times D&D or at www.fasttimesd.com. We are currently on hiatus, but new episodes will be rolling out next month. Woo. I can officially nice. say that. So cool. be on the lookout for that. Um, and yeah, uh, I stream on Twitch pretty much like almost every day. Wow. So well done. come check it out. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been everything and more that I'd hoped it had been when I when I was like, oh, we've got to get Persephone on the show. This is everything and more. So thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, giving us your time. Um, if you don't know us or if this is like the first time you've listened to us, we are Three Black Halflings. You can find us on Twitter at the number three black halflings. And we're also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash tbhalflings. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, we have merch. Support Black Excellence. Yes. Uh, speaking of Black Excellence, Liv, please tell everyone where they oh. can find you on the Tinterwebs. Me, thank you so much. Uh, you could find this Black Excellence over on Twitter at, at Durstark Magic. That's me. Jeremy, where's your Black Excellence at? <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah, at- tell us where you put your Black Excellence. <laughs> oh. I put it wherever you want me to put it. Uh, so I, it is on. Great I was going to say it's a PG show, but it is not today. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. We can get away with it. Uh, it's uh, so um, you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb uh, one. That's Cobb with two B's and the number one. Woo. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, and you can find yes. my black mediocre at jw nope. <laughs> underscore cartwright thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of three black halflings we love you very much and we will see you next week so long shy of folk so Bye. long shy of folk so long shy of folk I don't recognize <laughs> hobbits. They're evil. I'm, just I'm joking. I'm joking. Halflings are fine, though. Yeah, halflings are fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you. <laughs> <laughs> Halflings, it is about that time that we thank some people that sign up to our Patreon this month. Uh, that is patreon.com forward slash tbhalflings, where I just looked. We have over 200 posts on our Patreon. There is bonus episodes, kickbacks, deep di- further deep dives into different classes. There is all kinds of fun and shenanigans over on the Patreon, so please go ahead and check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash tbhalflings. It really, really helps the show, and we are closing in on a stretch goal to make a mini source book for outlaws and obelisks so that you can run home games in Utarum. What more could you possibly want? Why don't you join these wonderful folks and sign up to our Patreon? So, without further ado, I would like to thank Scott Holzer. Wall Russells? I think I might know who that is. Hmm, strokes beard, strokes beard. Eleanor Holland. Buzzing around. Esteven. M. Carlson. I think I know who that is. Thank you very much. Donnie K. Graham Starr. Kelsey Bolser. Jarim Ovarius Perez Jr. Damn, that's a cool name. And finally, Sam Nyngar. Thank you so much for signing up to our Patreon. We love and appreciate all of your support. It makes a huge, huge difference. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.